Welcome to Matt is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia, and this is quarantine episode fucking 20-something. That means this has gone on too long. Uh, I'm actually going to start having guests again pretty soon. Uh, just finished <clears throat> setting up my at-home studio for video so there will be a video component to this podcast in the very near future we should have it up and running by sunday service if not a week from today uh but yeah within a week you will be able to see me not only hear me and the set is fucking rad it rules um it's in my office, which um, kind of over the years has turned into more of a storage unit. Uh, not that I made that decision, but it was one of those things I, I, I people in my life, many of them have called me a hoarder um, and I've slapped them all. So that's not a good idea to do to me. No, but really, I, you know, it's... It, I have had an interesting journey in regards to uh, my opinion about whether or not I'm a hoarder. Um, because so many people have told me that I have hoarding tendencies. Uh, I mean, I've seen the show Hoarders, and I'm fucking not like that, all right? So that's number one. That's fucking first of all. Second of all... Um, when I was first, when w- the first p- person that kind of told me that, because uh, as a kid, you kind of can't be a hoarder. You know, you really have to blossom into a hoarder as an adult when you like actually have shit of your own. Um, and I, at first I would deny and really push hard against it. But I think really, I think I might actually be a hoarder because uh, I, every time, Every time I consider throwing something away that I don't, that I don't, that I probably won't need ever again or, or don't want right now and have no need for, for the foreseeable future, I just think, well, I might need it. And that accumulates into like, you suddenly have like, you know, um, a lanyard from a fucking music festival you went to in 2006 and you're like i don't know i mean it's kind of like a memory i might i might want to i might want to keep that that times like a thousand and suddenly you're a fucking hoarder hoarding sneaks up on you you don't one day you're not just like you know what i want to i want too much shit it's just one by one So I was clearing out my fucking office and I had to part ways with some real deal shit and it was hard. It was hard, but I did it and I did it all for you. So I would appreciate some thanks. 
what the fuck's going on in the news? Uh, today, I saw Twitter, actually, for the first time. They've been doing this thing. They have this new policy now where uh, if something is false or, or if something sort of, like, leans into misinformation, potential misinformation from, like, um, a highly followed source, you know, they don't give a fuck, like, what joe joe fucking cried in 666 says you know with his eight followers but uh you know public figures people who uh, people who uh are generally listened to are now sort of held to a standard by twitter it's not it's not just um they're not just as hands-off as they used to be because they get fucking hammered so hard for not really tending to all the bullshit on the app of which there is so much. It is a cesspool. It is hell. Um, but they finally started to label certain things as misinformation. I think either yesterday or the day before they labeled, uh, two tweets of Donald Trump's as potentially misleading, I think is what they called them. And what I was Everybody's talking about, wow, they finally did it. They finally did it. They finally started to, you know, call out misinformation when they see it. For me, it's like, why did you just do two? Like, why, why even... If you look at his fucking Twitter feed, there are so many l- lies or just wrong shit, even if you want to give the president, um, the benefit of the doubt, say he's not lying. He is. But if you were to say he's not, he is. But if you were to insist that he's not, you would have to admit that he's wrong. Otherwise you're also a liar. See how that works. Um, but yeah, it was the, the, the tweets, one of the, I think they were both about this, but I know one of the tweets was about voter fraud, which it's fucking wild, man. That the the shit this guy hit more than anyone ever, more than like an annoying little kid who gets a laugh and just keeps going back to the well, just keeps going for that same fucking joke. My brother, um, when he was really young, and I was obviously even younger. Um. Uh, he calls himself the youngest man alive, but I'm actually younger. So that's technically me. Um, <clears throat> this is when we were still in New Jersey. I mean, I was like three, you know, and he was six. And he would sing this song that for some reason my parents and all of their friends thought was funny. And it's unbelievably not funny. But because they thought it was funny, at least the first few times, Chris just did it a gajillion fucking times. And it was the, this was the, this was all the song was. I'm a lucky dog. 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 And that was it. Not funny at all, but people laughed at it because probably he was being cute. Uh, And so he would go back to that. Well, so fucking much. To the point that I wanted to kill him. Anyway, like a child, 
who discovers that something that he or she thought of is going to make people laugh and bring that jolt uh, of happiness and pleasure. No adult goes back to the same well more than Donald Trump. The dude, for everybody that's seen Citizen Kane out there, which hopefully is everybody, if you haven't, ooh, what the fuck. But the end, you know, I'm going to ruin it for you. Fuck you if you haven't seen it. That's what you get. Uh, Kane has the globe in his hand and he's dying and he says, Rosebud. Fucking Trump's going to be dying and just be like, the emails. Hillary. Democrats practice voter fraud. The dude just says the same shit over and over again. It's fucking incredible. It doesn't, I mean, I was going to say it doesn't matter if it's true, but that's obvious. He's still on, I was talking about this on Sunday. He's still fucking going on about the Joe Scarborough thing, the murder investigation. That is, that is even crazier than I thought it was. I've looked into it more since Sunday. It's so fucking stupid. The guy can say anything and his dipshit fucking lemming follower wannabe fucks. Please, sir. Might I have a morsel of a retweet? Please, sir. Retweet my meme. Please, sir. Fucking losers. And they all just fucking pick it up and spread it out. Trying to fan the flames, trying to get his attention. Please, sir. I'm a fucking idiot. Please, sir. Might I have a morsel of a retweet? Anyway, the fucking Joe Scarborough thing is so stupid. An aide of his died from some... She had some either heart condition or heart attack. Something just random and sudden. Like what happens in life a lot. And, you know, Trump considers Scarborough an enemy... And he's just trying to rile people up and it's obviously working because of all the please, sir, fucking idiots. Speaking of Twitter, this thing they wouldn't do, but actually that woman's fucking husband, the woman who died, the woman that Trump is accusing Joe Scarborough of murdering. I mean, we wonder why there's so many fucking idiotic QAnon type believers the fucking president. Anyway, the husband asked Twitter, begged, pleaded with Twitter to take the tweets down um, about his wife. God, the poor fucking guy. Obviously, they wouldn't do that. But yeah, they were willing to label two of his tweets as misinformation. Fucking two. Hey, Jack Dorsey. That doesn't count as... It's not... You don't get to just throw a bone and be like, okay, see, we did it. Everybody chill. We labeled two of these things as potentially misleading. They're about fucking voter fraud, which who gives a fuck? There is none ever anywhere. And then this dude is fucking going back to the well. Voter fraud. 
doesn't shut up about fucking Hillary. Doesn't shut up about emails. The dude doesn't shut up about Obama. I fucking saw, actually just saw this right before I started. Uh, he tweeted about, I mean, actually, you know what? Let me just fucking read it. It's that stupid. Okay, so he's been getting, Trump has been getting flack for mm, golfing over Memorial Day weekend and not wearing a mask and not distancing and not, just overall not giving a fuck, being a heartless fuck. Speaking of being a heartless fuck, the guy never names any of the dead. He doesn't honor any of them. Speaking of throwing people a bone, hey, pretend you have a heart. Pretend you have empathy like every other president ever. In times like this, it fucking matters. That's why George Bush got the fucking bump after 9-11. Even his people who hated him, such as myself, were like, well, he's doing the fucking best he can. Look at him. This fucking guy. Just always in fucking bitch-ass fighting mode like a fucking baby. Anyway, here's the tweet. Defending himself. Oh, what a surprise. Defending himself. The most defensive human in the world. Who else is defensive? Five-year-olds. And this is the tweet. Didn't Obama, whose administration has now been caught cold, illegally spying on the Trump campaign, recently also get caught playing golf on a course in Virginia, despite his wife Michelle urging people to stay home before and after his round in a major public service message? He's not president, man. You're president. Barack Obama is a guy now. Just a person. You're the president. Nobody gives a fuck when or why or how Obama is golfing. Why? He's not president. So yes, he did not, or so no, he did not get caught playing golf. He was just playing golf. Such a baby. It wasn't only me. Other people golfed too. Well, there's only one president. I mean, could he be missing the point more and could it matter less? This fucking thing has 335.8 thousand retweets and 120,000 likes. So that's depressing. That's cool. Please, sir. Might I have another retweet, please, sir? fucking speaking of voter fraud i saw i actually don't remember the account let me fucking find it it was uh on instagram this this account oh yeah the good liars i saw um posted this it's them there's two guys they're the hosts jason selvig and uh fucking some other guy i guess Anyway, uh, they're talking to people at a Trump rally, at a Trump protest. And I'm just going to play it for you. This is about voter fraud, which Trump doesn't shut the fuck up about, about how the Democrats do it nonstop. So here we go. Fraud's a real problem in the country. Yeah, I know. So I just, voter fraud's a real problem in the country. Yeah, I know. I know all about it. Have you ever seen any voter fraud? Yeah, me. I did it. You, you, you committed voter fraud? What'd you do? 
voted twice for Trump. Really? Four years ago, yes. Did you get in trouble for that? Yeah, I'm still on probation for it. Really? Yeah. Now, if I voted for Hillary, I would have got a gold medal. And, but you voted for Trump twice. Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah. So... I learned the hard way not to do it. But did you wear a mustache or anything? No. No, I went to a different place and I went to a different place. A different time. I voted yeah. one time, like maybe a couple weeks later, Trump voted another place someplace else. I don't know. I'm having like a big crisis because I honestly thought it was like libs that were doing it. Yeah. So... A... You can't really commit voter fraud because this fucking idiot who separated her votes by weeks still got caught for it. And B, that wasn't a fucking liberal person. That person was a Trump voter and tried to vote for Trump twice. Voter fraud, if it is even a thing, is the tiniest fucking thing. And here's the fucking thing that is the most aggravating about the whole Twitter correcting or labeling it as potentially misleading. He takes Twitter's stance on truth, which is tenuous at best, really. I mean, that's not a very good, they're not like a model of uh, truth bearing. But in this case, they did. Let's at least for a second here, give them credit for calling two things that are lies, lies. But then, what Trump immediately does is he said, oh, Twitter's trying to swing the election. Uh, They're trying to get Biden elected, uh, and they're just trying to smear me. Even Twitter, the big social media companies, they hate me. No one says other people hate him more than Donald Trump. Another thing that children and babies do. God, I mean, still, every once in a while, I'm just like, fucking, he's president? Oh, what? But he is. And I... Can't fucking believe it. And that is why I'm voting for whoever the other guy is. And the other guy is Joe Biden. Who after that monster fuck up about if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black, which is so dumb to say. But like I said, whenever the fuck it was last week, that ain't shit. I mean, if you think that's a fuck up, just wait for the next few months. The shit that's going to come out of these two guys' mouths, demented grandpa and five-year-old Beavis, it's going to be straight up unbelievable. The debates between them are going to be so fucking surreal. You, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find two people, certainly two politicians, that make less sense when they talk. Though I do feel like Biden's fucking kind of starting to get the hang of something, maybe. I saw a tweet from his account 
It was just, the whole tweet was, wear a mask, period. Which I thought was fucking sick. Just amid all this fucking politicization of it. See, the thing about that is it's way, way better for him to just tweet that than it is to like tweet information about why it's better to wear a mask. For some reason, it's the kind of thing that works better against someone like Trump. Because the more you get into the fine-grained details about arguments to counter him, it doesn't, it, it's like, it doesn't matter. He's such a fucking Tasmanian devil that nothing sticks. So just blunt force. I mean, way back in the beginning of all this, I actually remember I was talking to Joe Walsh, uh, very first guest on the podcast, uh, former Tea Party Republican congressman. Uh, he actually tried to primary Trump this year for the Republican nomination. Obviously didn't work. But we were talking about who we think is gonna, uh, who has the best chance to be Trump. And at the time, this is before the first debate, before everyone knew just how much of a demented grandpa Joe Biden was. I said I thought it could be, Joe, it, it might be Joe Biden because I see him or saw him as the one person that was, that had their hat in the ring that could go toe-to-toe with Trump on that, like, blustery, brute force thing. And, like, make dumb people be like, see, he's a fighter too, you know? Um, But then, obviously, after the first debate, that totally went away. Because after the first debate, I was like, who is that guy? And where did his brain go? Because it ain't in his head. He's obviously kind of found his stride. I mean, the debate against just Bernie, he was lucid. And it was actually weird how lucid he seemed. One-on-one, I guess, is better for him, obviously. But I think now, I mean, obviously, disregarding the fucking then you ain't black comment. I think tone-wise, he's kind of found found his footing a little bit more. Wear a mask, period. That is how you win. Don't post information. Don't post links to CDC shit. Just say, wear a mask. While the Tasmanians up in arms going fucking crazy, getting red in the face and orange in the head, just blunt force. Wear a mask. See ya. Do that more, you're going to win. Thank you. Also, I know how Joe Biden can win. All he needs to do is during a during a debate at he needs to be able to pinpoint the moment where Trump is freaking out the most and getting the most irate and beside himself and and red in the face and orange in the head. And he needs to wait for his turn, calmly, smiling, which obviously he's good at that. And then just wait like a second or two. He needs to time it right. And there needs to be like a beat after Trump is done. Just let him all run out of air, you know, let him go. Like the Muhammad Ali thing. Just like let him run out of fucking steam. And then when he's finally fucking done, just say, when I'm president, you're going to jail, man. That's it. 
that's fucking it. Because the drama is what people want. Trump talking about lock her up. He rode that fucking bullshit to the White House. Biden can do the same fucking thing. Just less like an evil villain. He can do it with a fucking smile. Demented grandpa smile. You're going to jail, man. That's it. Over. He wins. Period. People are going to fucking get a huge boner about that. Give it a fucking narrative. Make it seem like a movie. Everything needs to seem like a movie. Against Trump. If you're going to fucking play against him, you need to do that shit. Make it a drama. Make it a fucking political thriller. You're going to jail, man. Anyway, that's my two cents. I should be a fucking political strategist. All political strategists obviously suck. So let me in and I'll help you. Hire me. Joe, I know you listen to this podcast. Fucking hire me. Um, I think I'm coming up on a... Yeah, I am. Before I get into some of this next shit, I'm going to take a break. And then after the break, I got some more fucking good shit for you. Uh, I'll talk to you on the other side. Okay, don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. I just what? I just fucking checked Instagram. I opened Instagram and I saw that a fucking hero of mine just started following me. So you know what? Dreams do come true. So never stop, never stopping. Keep pursuing your dreams and yours might come true too. The person I'm referring to is Vic Berger. His Instagram account is Vic Berger IV. Uh, and he is the editor for Tim and Eric shit. And since then, he, he, he did all that super deluxe shit. I've talked about him before in here. Uh, but I like I love him I'm like a f- fucking fanboy of his, and he just fucking started following me, and dreams come true. So now I'm happy, but that's not what I want to talk about. I just wanted to fucking brag a little bit, show off my new shit, my shiny new hero follower, Vic Berger. But uh, also follow him if you don't. If you don't follow him, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, he's like the funniest fucking guy. And um, what I do want to talk about, though, is I talked about this a little bit on Sunday. I, I kind of wanted to talk about it more, but I was running out of time. So now that I have time, I'm going to get into it now. Karens. We all know what Karens are. Uh, Karen, if you don't know, if you live under a fucking rock... Karens are like white women who uh, I don't know how the name really got stuck. Like, I don't know why it's Karen, but it's like entitled uh, white women who uh, 
either like run off at the mouth about like shit that isn't really something that puts people out, but it's putting the Karen, it's putting Karen out. And it usually involves something about like something fucked up, like a class issue or a race issue. And lately there's been a lot of these women caught on camera, either complaining about coronavirus shit, uh, and sort of revealing how spoiled they fucking are. Or there's one in the news now that is fucking insane. This woman is definitely getting canceled. And honestly, I find that when people are getting canceled, I always think, well, I don't know if that's really warranted, but this is intense shit, dude. This, in this video, um, this woman is, I guess she's at Central Park and her dog is off leash. And a guy asks her to put her dog on the leash because they're at fucking Central Park and there's signs everywhere. I used to live in New York. I know this. There are signs everywhere that tell everyone you can't have your dog off leash inside Central Park for obvious reasons. Um, but this Karen has, oh, let's see. Let me just play it for you. Actually, this Karen got into some serious fucking shit and she lost her shit. And honestly, I'll talk about what's happening as it's happening. Cause you can't see one of the f- super fucked up things she's doing, but the setup is this fucking guy is a bird watcher. He's not, it's not his job, but he likes to bird watch. And he, I, I think I read somewhere he like works for like fucking Marvel or something. Uh, but he's just, he's just a guy at central park. He does happen to be black. That should have nothing to do with it. Obviously. But unfortunately it fucking does as you'll see in the video. But the thing that you can't see that she's doing is that instead of putting her dog on leash, she grabs it by the fucking collar and this entire time that she's freaking out for absolutely no fucking reason. She's jerking the dog around by the neck and like lifting it up off the ground. The dog's getting all excited because she's excited and she's so frazzled and out of her shit that she's like, doesn't think to just actually put the leash on the dog. And so instead she's just yanking the fucking poor dog. Animal abuse. I mean, it looks like the dog might fucking at very least pass out, but possibly even have its neck broken. She's swinging it around by the neck. Chill. Anyway, here's the fucking thing. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. Excuse me. I mean, this poor dog. I'm sorry, just... I'm in the ramble, and there is a man, African-American, who has a bicycle helmet, 
is recording me and threatening me and my dog. There is an African-American man I am in Central Park. He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. And my... Whoa. I'm sorry, I can't hear you that. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. Oh, my God. I'm in Central Park in the ramble. I don't know. Thank you. She finally put the fucking dog on a leash and he says thank you. I mean, what is fucking wrong with people? These videos, here's the thing I don't understand. And that woman's getting fucking hammered. I think she got fired. I think they took her dog away, which, look, everything she's doing is fucked up. The fucking African-American man thing, like what is up with your brain? In that situation, where describing him doesn't matter, that's basically like saying, there's a man with pants and he's asking me to put my dog on a leash and he's really scaring me. Like, you're just naming a detail about his description. Obviously, we all know what that means. It's loaded. She's being a fucking racist asshole. And completely escalating the situation. Calling the cops because someone asked her to put a fucking leash on her dog in a place where dogs can't be off leash. Also, the fact that she says, I'm going to call the cops and tell them there's an African-American man, whatever the fuck. Like, that is kind of secretly the most fucked up part. Because she's basically threatening... That's, a, that's like a double threat, you know? It's like, it's such an insidious thing to even think to say, to even have that in your mind, to be like, you know what? I'm not just going to call the cops. I'm going to fucking call the cops and also say that you're African-American. Like, what the fuck is that shit? As we all know, police brutality is often directed wrongfully at African-American males in particular. So we all know what that fucking means. And I'm sure she's trying to wiggle out of that shit. But I mean, she's so fucked. Also, I didn't even... The first time I saw it, I didn't even watch it to the end because it was so upsetting. But I do that kind of shit for you because I love you all so much. That dog is almost choked out. She ends up having to put it on the ground and like it's like... Trying to like rework its fucking neck that has been almost broken. But what I was going to say is I don't understand why when everyone knows that everyone has a camera on them, like on them, not pointed at them, but in their pocket, everyone has a camera in their pocket now. And it would make, I guess there's a lag time on this. I mean, fucking clearly there's a lag time on this. But you would think that having a camera pointed in your face by someone who you're vehemently at least disagreeing with, to put it mildly, what you should do in that case is stop acting fucking crazy and stop doing things that could get you canceled. It seems like the most obvious thing, especially because this fucking happens all the fucking time. 
that one, usually I watch these and I'm like, uh, I mean, I don't want to even be doing this, but fuck, everyone has a bad moment. I really try to be as like, shit. I mean, when I think about like the, to- the, the, the fucking freak outs that I've had on people, I don't, I mean, I'm fucking ecstatic, thrilled that none of those exist on camera. I mean, obviously, it, I don't do the fucking racist shit because eh, not a racist, but I've definitely like hauled the fuck off uh, on people in truly dipshitish, dumb, ugly ways. And if that shit was on camera, I would think, but that's not me. I'm, I, 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 my mind broke for a minute or whatever. So I, I, I feel like I have a really long, no pun intended, leash on shit like this. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt when they lose their fucking shit. But I mean, fuck, how many boxes you want to check? It's like she's like trying to make people never, ever forgive her. She's being racist. She's trying to kill a dog. <laughs> she's fucking calling the cops for no reason. She's just fucking going all out. She's going for it. And I got to say in this one, I, I don't, I don't have sympathy for this particular Karen. Between the racism and the animal abuse. Yeah, she should not own an animal. And yeah. I mean, if I was her employer, I'd be like, hey, um, so you're racist and harm your own dog. I know that doesn't really necessarily in a direct way have to do with your telemarketing job or whatever the fuck she does. (laughs) But I'm going to let you go. And I'm not really that sorry for it. And you need therapy. And don't have a dog. And don't go to parks. And honestly, just stay inside for the rest of your life. And I would leave it obviously with stay on. That one snuck up on you there, the fucking style. But yeah, I mean, you hear a lot about white men and how shitty they are, the patriarchy and everything. White men, let's just do this up front. We all know how much white men suck. And it's true. Many white men suck. Many white men historically have sucked. Many white men will continue to suck. But as these videos go to show you, white women got a fucking thing going on too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So to the Karens out there, I, I have two pieces of advice. One, chill the fuck out. Why are you always so ready to fucking just sling it? Just fly the fuck off the handle. 
I feel like there's more of these of, of women than there are of men, at least lately. Um, but first, chill out. Actually, that's it. Just chill the fuck out. Because if you chill out, I'm assuming you'll stop being fucking classist and racist and whatever the fuck other ists you are that you shouldn't be. But it's really, it's really uh, upsetting. And if you act like that in public, even in public rather, even on camera in public, you have truly deep problems. Um, what else we got? Fucking, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do Twitter, Twitter questions now. That was fucking fun last week or on Sunday. This is the first one. I have been listening to Sunday service whilst doing laundry at the laundromat. My quiet time without the family. My question is, how do we keep sane in all this insanity? Um, honestly, I, I, I think, I mean, I, I, if I didn't do this podcast, I would take this advice. Because this is advice that I give to people who come to me with, they say they're anxious and whatever the fuck. Losing their minds. I think the first piece of advice I have is stop. If you're doing this, stop reading the news. Not stop paying attention entirely to the news. But I have a sense that a lot of the people who are really freaked right now are constantly reloading some fucking news page, you know. Just getting the latest piece of confusing fucking shit. Or the latest sign that the world is ending. Just try to fucking keep it local. Keep your shit local. And I mean that vertically. Like not just world news. Or not just news. But like also keep your concerns local. This is the fucking cliche. The day by day thing. But in this case. I mean cliches come from somewhere. And that is fucking good advice. But yeah, keeping sane, I don't know if I would be able to even do that if I didn't, if I wasn't able to continue to work throughout this entire thing. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who like their job and cannot do it right now. And if you're one of those people, I honestly, I don't even know what to tell you. Just fucking hold on tight. I'm pretty sure you'll be back to work very soon. Unless you're like a stand-up comedian or something, then you're fucked. What is something that you find confusing lately? Oh my God, I don't have enough time. But I will say this, speaking of just paying attention to the news, what I find confusing lately is how 
frequently the news, I mean, this sounds dumb, but it'll make more sense as I go on, how frequently the news is changing. The news specifically about the pandemic is changing. And I've, I think I've talked about this before, but to get straight, just plain news about what's going on is fucking difficult. And that shouldn't be true. Right now, I, I saw fucking, uh, I think it was the governor of North Dakota, and he, he almost started crying. He's a Republican governor, and he like got choked up during this press conference. He was talking about how this shouldn't be a political issue. Masks shouldn't be a political issue. It's a simple respect issue. Some people have five-year-olds at home. They don't want to get sick. Some people take care of, the el- of elderly people. They don't want to get them sick because some people can, people can fucking die. And it's a simple act of respect to wear a mask. But to stick with the masking, people don't want to wear masks. People don't want to believe that shutting down the economy was a good idea. To, so as a symbol to, to fight that, to combat that, they insist that masks aren't necessary. And then that narrative becomes its own narrative. And people who just want to get back to work have come up with this rallying cry of masks because that's visible. It's an identifier. It's part of a group identity thing. If you don't wear a mask... You can be looked at now and clearly be seen as someone who has a certain kind of politics. Fucking A. I was in my elevator the other day and a fucking friend of mine, uh, the elevator's going up. He's coming up. This was, this was, yes, this was on Memorial Day. Him and his wife were going to the uh, roof to cook things on the grill. Elevator doors open. They both get on. She's wearing a mask. He's not. He's got his hands full. And he says, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I forgot my mask. Understandable. I literally just did that when I went to check my mail. I forgot to put a mask on. But he immediately said it. And I know him. And I know he obviously made a mistake. But he actually had to say, and this sucks, and I don't blame him for saying it. I would have fucking said it too. I mean, I would have said something like it at least. I don't know if I would have said exactly this, but what he said, it didn't make me upset with him at all. Maybe upset that he even had to say it in the first place. But what he said was, I'm not a Republican or anything. I just forgot my mask. And that's fucking depressing. So it confuses me when I'm made aware of so many different fucking narratives Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. I just wish people would be more transparent about what the fuck is motivating them to say this or that. And the news shouldn't have any motivations besides giving us the news. It's it's actually stupid that there are different news outlets with different things to say. News is news. Every news outlet should be saying the same fucking thing. And we should be reading it based on the kind of either writers that they employ or uh, kinds of things they cover. But there shouldn't be literally different news. Because you don't know what's editorialized and what's not. As Trump said in his fucking dipshit tweet that I covered on Sunday. A lot of people would disagree, but Fox News is doing nothing to help Republicans or me win in November. 
That's not their fucking job. I mean, it kind of is, sadly, but that's not how it should be. Fucking idiot just openly talks about it. Hey, man, that's state news. Hey, man, you're a fucking idiot. Well, the fact that there are certified UFOs might be interesting, question mark. Unless I see Elon drop a new propulsion system into the news, we have aliens. I don't know what that means. But what I do know is that if there was proof of aliens, I would know. Therefore, there's not proof of aliens. And what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, fuck. I just got tagged in a sick thing. Uh, this is actually originally from Travis View. So Travis is the host. He's, uh, he was a, a guest on the podcast. I should have him back, actually. Now that I'm going to start. I'm going to start having guests again in June. But this is his tweet. He says, this week on QAnon Anonymous, that's his podcast, we explored a Zoom-based QAnon church called Omega Kingdom Ministries. They preach a bizarre theology that blends Q-drops and Bible verses. Wow. I related to them most when they asked God to protect their internet connection because not going to lie, I've done that. All right, I'm going to play this for you. I watched this earlier. This is... This, like, if, if, if insanity was like a branch of a tree, this would be right out on the end, just hanging on by the tiniest tiniest amount this is the most this is maximum insanity also this guy's goatee is as big as fucking new hampshire shave it okay here lord we ask you to protect our laptops our iphones our smartphones (laughs) all the equipment the zoom room our modems the internet lord we we're taking back the internet for you we're taking back the airwaves for the king in his kingdom. So, Lord, we ask your protection over everyone's internet connectivity today. What? And the modems and the Zoom room. Seal it up tight by the blood of Jesus. What? Thank you, Father. Lord. Hey, man, you're not good at praying, you know? Give someone else the mic when you're trying to pray. Guarantee that motherfucker has people believing him, though. Guarantee it. Fucking wow, Travis, dude, you are doing God's work. The shit he sees, oh my God, on a day-to-day basis. How do you not how does he not lose his mind? You guys ask me sometimes, how do you guys how do you stay sane with all the stuff you look at to talk about on the podcast? How the fuck does he stay sane? He's like an actual researcher of this shit. What do you think of Robert Eggers? I love his movies. The Witch is amazing. I like Robert Eggers. He did The Lighthouse, too. I think he's a genuinely unique mind and super talented. Uh, I think he's... I, I, I'm i happy and I'm excited to see uh, his movies. I'm happy and I'm excited to see his movies. Wow. Well, fuck it. I'm sticking by that. It was a very bad sentence, but I mean it. Can you share filmmaking process, for example, like your feature 
and maybe some points to share for the journey of trying to be a filmmaker. Uh, I mean, I, I can't get into the whole process because that would be boring, but it's fucking hard. It takes a lot of time and money and a lot of resilience in the sense of you're going to get told no all the fucking time. You're going to get told no, and no matter how successful you are, you're going to mostly be told no. It's like baseball. Like If you're batting 300, you're doing pretty good. That's three out of ten. That's success three out of ten times. I mean, the rate in my industry is way less than that, but it's similar. It's like the way you have to look at success has to be changed because of the amount of time you're going to get rejected or denied or told no. But the one, I think, point to share, as this person asks, um, I, th- I find, I look out at the landscape now, certainly of younger filmmakers, and I see people, filmmakers, ma- making movies that are designed or tailored to be in what is now basically a genre of independent cinema. Meaning, everyone that's not trying to make a fucking Marvel movie ultimately, which is almost everybody, but everyone that purports to try to be original, obviously there are people like Robert Eggers who are exceptions, but I see a lot of these kinds of movies that seem like they were designed to get into a festival like Sundance. Which bothers me because I, that's hurting their chances of success. Because the thing that's going to make you successful is whatever is the most you thing that you can do. I'm not saying be different for the sake of being different. I'm saying be you, whatever that is. There's so much shit out there. The way to originality is to do the thing that you do, whatever that is. Sometimes you have to discover that. What do I do? I don't know. You have to go out and do it. American Animal, for better or worse, that is, and probably will always be, no matter how many movies I make after that, the most me a movie could possibly be. And I knew that going into it, and I thought, fuck it, if this fails, that's all right. Because at least it's maximally me. And that, if I have advice to an aspiring filmmaker, is my advice. Ah, this please. And then it's a link to that fucking Central Park Karen says her life is being destroyed over viral video. Well, you know, what do you expect? Zero sympathy, like I said. Uh, who's more bitch, Aladdin or Elmo? Damn, that's a good question, but it's also very easy to answer. Aladdin. Uh, I, okay, I'm, I'm going to talk about Aladdin for a second, actually. That, the remake of that movie is the fucking dumbest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. 
the recent remake of Aladdin with Will Smith as the genie is the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, aesthetically. I don't mean the movie looks like it's a bad movie. Obviously, it's bad. What I mean is, aesthetically, it's the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. So maybe that's presentism because of the re- the recency bias of uh, the recent Aladdin remake, but I'm going to go with Aladdin on that one. Good question, though. You've talked about the most Russian way to kill someone. So now I want to know, what's the most British way to kill someone? Um, I get, well, there's two kinds of British people, I think, you know. There's like the fucking... High, like in terms of the stereotypical British people, there's like the high society, like super proper British person, and their way of killing someone is obviously to poison their tea. But there's another really fucked up British way to kill someone that not many people know about. I think people know about the tea poisoning, but there's another kind where it's like the country. You see a lot of these like uh, folk horror movies which is kind of originate folk horror as a film genre or really literature genre before it was a film genre. A lot of that comes from Britain. And so there's the tea poisoning for like the high society, more urbane, uh, educated class. They poison your tea in England or in Britain. And they also, the other, the, the other kind, the more on the outskirts, the rural Britain, way to kill someone, is to do something fucking horrible and cultish, like like hammer them to a cross and burn them alive while 50 of your fellow villagers watch and like chant something. So those are the two most British ways to kill someone. Tea poisoning or like nailing someone to a cross putting kindling and gas on them and lighting them ablaze while 50 of your fellow villagers chant as the person burns alive. Then it's, it's like in Wicker Man, you know? Tea poisoning or Wicker Man? It's one or the other. That's the only ways people get murdered in, in, in Britain. Trust me. I think that's it. I, I, I think I'm done. I think I'm done because I want to be done. Maybe I'll do one more. Let's see. Why do we age at a different speed in space? Well, the answer is relativity, but the real answer is because, honestly, the real answer is because shit is fucking crazy. That's true. Maybe you haven't thought of that about that before, but I think about it all the time. Shit is fucking crazy. There's a fucking p- 
parasite that injects what the fuck is it called? Emerald. I'm going to look it up right now. That'll be the last thing I do. Just trying to get at this idea that shit's crazy. Uh, Okay. It's called an emerald cockroach wasp or a jewel wasp. It is known for its unusual reproductive behavior, which involves stinging a cockroach and using it as a host for its larvae. Okay. So it injects this paralyzing enzyme into a very particular part of the brain of a cockroach. So the, the cockroach can't move anymore. But it needs to get it exactly in the right part of its brain, otherwise it, it fucks up and the cockroach runs away. So it injects it with precision, paralyzes the cockroach, the, takes the cockroach to this little fucking cave area, and puts its babies inside the cockroach. The babies are born. The cockroach can't fucking move, obviously, because it's stuck in this little cave and enclosed there. By the time it can move, it can't move. And the babies eat their way out of the cockroach. And then there are more jeweled wasps. My point is, shit is fucking crazy. And don't ever let anybody tell you it's not. Uh, okay. I actually am excited. I just got a text from my producer. Uh, it's a link to the temporary merch store. So I'm just about to look at that. That will be up soon as will video component of the podcast, both of which I'm very excited about both of which are coming very soon. Uh, I love you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, I greatly appreciate you. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay home as much as you can. Still, even though you're fucking bored, just do it. Stay safe, stay healthy, and fucking stay on. Okay.